Welcome to the Batman Book Club's One Bad Month, where we're taking a closer look at the recent series of books, One Bad Day, one book at a time. I'm your host, Ryan Lauer. In this episode, we're diving into the Penguin story, Last Bullet. And as you know by now, joining me, yes. he's my uh, co-pilot on this adventure. He's one bad dude from the comic binge. It's Paul Herman. Paul, welcome back. Thank you for having me back. And thank you for altering your schedule, your very busy schedule for ah, me. Ah, it's very nice of you. Ah. And uh, thank, you for, thank you for letting me on this adventure uh, in the first place, because uh, this was a... This is this is this is definitely an adventure, and this is definitely mm-hmm. an under- undertaking. But I, as I'm reading these as we yeah. go, because I haven't read these before, and ah. but I, I but but I I like the premise a lot, mm-hmm. and we're gonna get into that a little bit more with this, especially with Penguin. We are, um, yeah, with Penguin. But, yeah, but I but I think this series could be even more than what I think people thought it was going to be if that makes any sense i'll 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 i'll, I'll, I'll get explain further when we get into more you people thoughts. thought this was gonna suck it is not gonna suck as we have shown so far two parts in that's right this is part three so let's yeah. just get to talking then let's dive let's into uh oswald cobblepot's story last bullet now this was released in october of 2022 written by john ridley with art by i practiced this earlier Giuseppe Chemicoli. Giuseppe Chemicoli. Ah, you got it. Okay. There we go. Uh, It was released in a uh, prestige physical issue. It was released digitally. Uh, Recently, it's um, been available in a hardcover. Uh, It is also on DC Universe Infinite. And that recently released hardcover is available to check out on my favorite app of all time. Hoopla. So, Paul Herman, which version did you read for this? Well, just like all the other ones, I read Mm -hmm. these on... I read all of the. Oh, I will read or have read all of these on the beautiful hardback um, editions that they yep. just recently released. Because um, I only have one more to get, which I will be probably buying tomorrow. Uh, funny enough, by the time this comes out, you will have all of them. Oh by yeah, the time this I episode have drops, yeah. you'll okay. have it. Well, all of them all, and I'll have. Um, I have the box set. I bought it. I bought. Uh, I think I already talked about this really quickly again. Yeah. I bought the box set with just Riddler and and uh and uh joker uh killing joke mm-hmm. and it was like a big fat thing in the middle and i thought i was buying all of them i went oh i'm an idiot so but i had the box and the box yeah. is really cool like yeah. and that's the one i will say that i really think these are beautiful like these are they went all out as far as the quality goes and if you like quality comics to read like these hardbacks are beautiful i, I think the prestige format is cool it's a mm-hmm. little bit of a novelty you know but yeah. I, I i will say like as, as someone who does read the black label, not like the black label prestige format stuff mm-hmm. a lot too, uh, Ryan, I do prefer the regular format, like comic format hardbacks that these have. These are just beautiful. Are, are those, is that a regular size or is that like mm-hmm. a deluxe? Okay. It's a regular size. It's like, yeah, so it's all, uh, I, which you're going to find a theme here between what Paul says and then what I say to this question, I have the prestige format, the original version that came out, the original uh, Kamenkoli. Kamikoli cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask you, and I might have before, but I forgot. What is the paper quality like in your hardcover? Well, this is a thicker quality, and okay, uh, cool. Not the not as thin. And um, one of the things that you kind of alerted me to and reminded me how much it, it's annoying to read comics sometimes when uh, the lighting is mm-hmm. glare. 
and yeah. the glossy fit like this is all pure paper quality like this nice yeah. um thick oh it's i think is your is that yours as well i'm assuming oh yeah yeah that's why i wanted to ask because i didn't know because i'm not gonna like dump on glossy because there are some versions of things where i think the glossy sure. looks good but there's also a lot where it's like no i don't want it to be glossy and it's so it is the different style of paper here which really blends well with like the coloring and stuff the smell of that kind of paper too oh god so good it smells, mm, so good. It smells great and yeah then it just really helps with the coloring and the art i think oh um, yeah for sure and lighting when you're reading like that's yeah that's, that's a good point the yeah. glare that's a good point i never even really thought of because yeah it was, i know that that is an issue with the glossy sometimes so it is like a twist and turn but um yeah as far as like the hardcovers if i didn't buy these i would be getting the hardcovers uh, but I'm trying yeah. to I'm trying really hard to not double dip because there isn't a reason that I need to double dip. Uh, it's tempting, just, but uh, just yeah, sell yeah. the prestige yeah. stuff and then get the hard. You make book. it sound so simple. Like somebody's right outside my door, like waving eight dollars. Hey, eBay, I'll, buy your, I'll buy your penguin. Uh, uh, one bad day. Uh, Paul, you already answered this, but I got to ask, when did yes. you first read this? Just last weekend. Just last just weekend. All in prep for this. Fantastic. All in prep um, I read this is. Another theme here, I read it um, when it came out because then Pete and I talked about it in the wrap-up episode. So I want to I want to lead this off, Paul. Remember yeah. how we this is the we've done two episodes of One Bad Day so far, uh, mm -hmm. Riddler and Two Face, and both mm -hmm. of those I think you could sound as if like I wasn't overly enthusiastic. I yeah. had my my nits to pick. Overall, I enjoyed them, but I didn't love them. Sure. Uh, that changes now because i love this story yeah. this one is fan freaking tastic what'd you think okay so let me ask this did you love it the first time you read it yep okay so, and, you, and you like it more after the, the second time you read it now um i mean I, equally because i knew roughly i think i only read it the once um sure. So I didn't, I remember basically what it was. It was like a rags to riches kind of story and how Penguin just goes from nothing to being the position that we all know he has. Uh, right. And he did it with so little. I remember that, but flat out specifics, I wasn't remembering. So I, that was nice. Yeah. So John Ridley, um, you know, obviously is a screenwriter. And he made a name for a, himself. Yeah. Like he's, he's a legit dude. Like he, and he writes comics, obviously he's written like the American way, which I have a, a graphic novel of that. I need to read it at mm -hmm. one point. And, you know, he wrote the, I think he won an Oscar for 10 years of slave, uh, 12 years of slave. Yes. And then he, he wrote, I am Batman, that comic series. He did, uh, the other history of the DC universe, which is, uh, well done. So I mean the guy's no joke. I know he's done more than than what we've mentioned, right. but like no, the guy, same, he, yeah, he's same, good. Yeah. He's good. He's he's very good writer. And um, I I for, I kept I kept getting Joshua Joshua Williamson and him mixed up for this, this, <laughs> this comic, and I picked it up. on oh, John really sweet. I know he's a good writer, so I'm like I'm into this. And I actually have a history with Giuseppe Camicoli because he used to not only draw Amazing Spider-Man with Dan Slott for many many years. I got I love Giuseppe from the the Amazing Spider-Man comics, but I loved uh, his Darth Vader run with Charles Soule, which is I think the best Marvel or the best Star Wars comics ever written. On in my opinion, like as as a, as a combo, right? I have actually read those, and I thought they were awesome. They're very good. They're, they're very I don't good. read it, Star Wars comics, but it might have been my pal Garrett that told me uh, to try that out. Because I was curious, yeah. and um, oh, 
Yeah. So yeah. Th those that th it's volume two for those people who don't know it's volume two of um, Charles Soule, um, Giuseppe Camicoli. And, and I, I, I'll be honest, I, I criticized the choice of the artist when I first heard it, because I thought he wouldn't be a good fit for Spider or for Star Wars after seeing him on Spider-Man. And I quickly thought, wow, I'm an idiot. This is incredible stuff. And just go back to the penguin. I was, yeah, going into this, I was like very confident I was going to like this because I kept hearing decent things. I'm like, okay, I'm, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I am uh, happy to tell you that I freaking love this. Uh, mm -hmm. This, I think, is, nice. in my opinion, I think this is probably the best Penguin story I've ever read. Um, I, I'd be, I would say also that the like thriller story that mm -hmm. we talked about before, which I think is a masterpiece too, in a, as a comic book. It's not, you know, as an overall, like it's an art, a very artistic book. I would say that that's not my favorite Riddler story. That's still the Batman. I think the Batman movie is still my favorite Riddler story by far. It's it's a, I love that movie to death. And I think it's mm -hmm. a great Riddler story. Though it's it's probably second, third, it, it's in there, right? It's in, But mm -hmm. it's not like top. This is 1000% the best Penguin story I've ever read. Like I cannot yeah. think of a better Penguin. And I, I've never read like a, a crap load. I've read enough. <laughs> It's challenger would be uh, pain and prejudice. Did you read that one? Penguin, is that by pain Chuck and Prejudice? Off, or um, it's by um, um, which is oh my gosh, uh, uh, um, the writer Chuck Dixon, right? I'm I'm reading it just to make oh, sure. No, no, no. It's Greg um, Hurwitz. Right, Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, right? Um, Greg Hurwitz. Hurwitz. Okay, I'm thinking of a different one then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I've not read that. Okay. Tell me about uh, that. One, highly, please. highly recommended. Um, okay. I've only read it a couple times and it's been spaced out. So I know that I, I forget exactly what all happens, but that is a great sure. penguin story. And I think many, many will say that that is the best penguin story. And I need to read it again because it's either that or this story is yeah. the best penguin story. This is, this is just, this is so well done. Um, so some of the things that I did mention in the previous two stories was like a one bad day motif and how the whole point of this is almost like, well, there, you know, all it takes is one bad day to become who I am. This is almost, it's almost the flip side of that because it's like, mm -hmm. he doesn't necessarily have a bad day. We meet him as he's at his lowest and has a $20 bill to buy a gun with one bullet in it. Oh, so good. And by the end of this 64 page story, Penguin is dressed, you know, to a T, the penguin that we know. He's in the iceberg lounge. He's got a posse. He's up and he's running status quo penguin. Uh, and then Man. what happens in between it is a gradual build. And you just you're attached at the hip of penguin to see how he does it. And I think it's it's spot on for the character. It's very believable for the character. The points raised, the dialogue, everything about it is just it seems so organic. I 1000% echo everything you're saying. And the one bad day motif, I'm starting mm -hmm. again. Again, I have not, I know, you might know the press better than as for DC Comics and what, what they've said publicly about this. I haven't read uh, anything about it. I don't like reading press stuff. I just don't. I'm just, that's that kind of, it's not my thing. Well, it's um, media. It, well, it's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just like, it's, I just rather not. No, I get it. I get you. Yeah, yeah. About something and just mm -hmm. go into it. It's more fun um, that way. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is why I love it because I'm starting to get after three, after four of these now, we'll get into the fourth one eventually in the next episode. Mm -hmm. I will say that 
it's I feel the one bad day motif is only by name only for the most part, especially after reading uh, more so uh, Two Face Penguin and the other one we're going to review here in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only the only by name because it's, it's it feels and this is what I was going to say wanted to mention earlier. It this has been a great this is a great thing for new readers to jump on, yeah, and learn about Batman villains. So yeah. instead of having to read a stupid Wikipedia article or, you know, go watch a stupid YouTube video being like, let me explain to you the big one's doing. As one cup of pot. Yeah. And I'll take a bunch of art and get money for it. And I don't have to pay anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the best part is this is in continuity, right? Every one of these is in continuity. So it's you're getting like an update of the, the origin story by also pushing narrative forward to somewhat. Not like not, not, not hardcore. But you're pushing like an overall like, continuity narrative of the character, and it's brilliant what they've done. And you t- you talked about the flip side of this. It, it, essentially, you're, you're explaining Penguin's like whole character likeization, mm-hmm. and you know, as like even though he gets goes all the way down, and he's like you know uh, how he how he originally rose up is the same way he rose up again. And yeah. I love the fact that that's just his resiliency as a person. Is it's it's amazing to see that develop again, but also you because you already know how that's how it happened the first time, mm-hmm. and it's Ridley does a brilliant job. I don't think I've ever like seen, I've never read and heard Penguin's voice as without being like over the top ridiculous, and at the same time like just very elegant, and not but not be over the top. It always feels like people write Penguin as, hi, I'm so high and mighty. Like it's it's very much cartoony, um, like Shakespeare theater, like in sure. the animated series, how they write his, which, which again, the animated series is a great interpretation of the character. The problem is people wrote him like that. At least the way I, when I read Penguin going afterwards, it always seemed like they had to be like, oh, I have a, I shan't go <clears> to the party. I'm the Penguin. It's like, mm-hmm. that's not the Penguin to me. And I always looked at Burgess Meredith as the penguin. Like, <laughs> like, like, but like without the, like, it's more of like, he just, he still talked normal. Like he, he still, he was kind mm-hmm. of vicious, you know, like there was a, there was a little bit of a violent side to him. He, be- and- he believes that he is upper class. So he wants to fit that, which I think that is on, on par with the character for sure. But I'm with sure. you too of like, it doesn't mean that how doth feel is. Yeah. Shan't go to yeah. the loo. I, I can't. That's no, 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 I but can't. That, that's, that's clearly I'm not upper class. Well, me neither. <laughs> but uh, clearly, uh, but like I, I just really appreciated Ridley's voice mm-hmm. and how he was able to really give you a real character and not be over the top one way or the other. And when he does dial it up, which we yeah. know we're talking about, mm-hmm. like it hits hard. And I'm like, damn. Like, all right, let's let's do this. It made me appreciate the character way more than I ever have before. And I, now I'm like this. And again, I, I think so far, like I would say, if you're out there and you're kind of on the, on the fence and you're, you want to learn about the character and like what makes the character tick, this is it. And if this is the best interpretation of penguin, in my opinion, I've ever read. And I, I love it. I think this was a, this is a masterclass, how you write, I think a great comic story. And, you know, and that's another thing too. Like, this is like what, how many pages? Uh, like sixty-four. It is like such a tightly paced 
like well constructed fun like it honestly these are the these all of these have reminded me of how powerful the comic medium can be when it's got a really concise you're not mm -hmm. limited to just 20 something pages you get like you know 60 pages or whatever you know almost you know basically over over two month two full issues a giant size issue of telling a whole overall story and how that pacing is just so perfect sometimes and really really nails it here so i think so you know moving along here as he goes to build up his posse if you will there's mm -hmm. so many moments in this too and there's there's never the way that the story ends it's i think ridley does a good job of towing the line to where you can lean either way on if penguin is being 100 genuine mm -hmm. to these to these people or if he's just playing them and he's gonna strike and turn on them later and by it, certain dialogue exchanges, I think there's enough to support that I lean toward he's loyal to these uh, mm -hmm. followers that he um, gathers because he. So the first thing is with uh, Lily, aka Buster. Um, I, I, I I never knew that character. Is this is this a legit character? I don't know this character either. I don't. Okay, either. if you don't know, don't. they must be. Maybe it's a new character. I, mean, I, yeah, no I, don't, I don't know. Somebody else has probably found out. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, what, keep uh, talking. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up here. But I mean, so the moment with that is at this point, he has $5 to his name. Mm -hmm. He goes and he meets her and he talks to her about um, basically about like, you know, join me. And mm -hmm. he takes the only $5 that he has and he covers her check. So, and she, like she kind of says too, uh, like she questions a little bit about how he treated her in the past and, and it, like how he has nothing or whatever. And he goes, yes, I was a crappy person, but when we were together, I did treat you with respect and you never got picked on. Not when you were with me. I never would have referred to you as Buster. That is inconsiderate. Respect, not getting picked on. I know it's not much, but it's better than how most people live. And that on top of like the, he just showed her all the money he has he just gives to cover her her check and it's mm -hmm. like okay that's like a genuine moment when he goes to see uh frank like the, they walk in there outnumbered um and mm -hmm. he tries to reason and he has great dialogue when he meets um the frank's nephew elliot like he speaks genuine to him he gives a hug to the uh frida after she loses her her posse to the umbrella man like he has these moments with each one that it is like he does ex he exchanges some dialogue and he shows some compassion to where it's like that's interesting because yeah. you just don't know because penguin's gonna play to come out ahead but yeah also like he's a businessman and that's a point of it too and we'll get to this in a moment of you're getting these penguin has lost his position and there's somebody else there now and look at how chaotic Gotham is with that yeah. person. Like Penguin was organized, classy, quote unquote, crime. Whereas yeah. this person is just chaos. And it's like, and it's not just like bank robberies or anything like that. It's like violence and uh, like nasty stuff constantly happening. It's um, chaos. Yeah. Yeah. So um, all that building, like, I don't know. That's, that's like a, that's a great character study on him. Yeah, the the uh, I was, that's a great point. And by the way, Buster's that that ver that that character is the first appearance, isn't this? Guy? All right, there we go. Phew. 
Phew. It, almost got booted from my show. Yeah. You know, and the the thing is with well, the thing is with with that whole idea that the Umbrella Man, and, and again, this is where Ridley is like really shines. You have you have a writer who understands how to tell a great story. You have to like give your antagonist like uh, not just motivation, but like the fact that you know give gives them like even more of a rooting reason to hate someone, even though like mm-hmm. you despise you're supposed to despise the Penguin too. The thing is, what's what's great about the Umbrella Man, which is great. I, I love the name because it's actually the guy who's holding his umbrella ends up being portraying mm-hmm. him, right? Which is great. And because everyone like underestimates the penguin, they think, oh, I can just kill this guy. He's, un-, you know, and that's what that's what gets everyone in trouble with 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 Oswald is that everyone underestimates him and they don't realize that he has breaking points. And if you give him an inch, he will get back to you. And like, mm-hmm. you know, that's the thing that we're also seeing like how he was classy crime and that maybe he's not like, he's not the, he's, he's still a bad guy, but he's not the worst guy, but he's still got guys respecting him. Like the Joker, the Riddler, like they all, he, he emphasizes like they respected me. Like they did not, mm-hmm. you know, they don't, they didn't go step out of line with me because they knew I'd F him up. Cause that's essentially what, what would happen. And I think we get that here. Right. Mm-hmm. Like they, and we don't, and we don't know why they know that. Right. We don't, but like we get how with the, with the umbrella man's undoing, we see the true penguin come out and that's what makes it so great about this book is that you show this guy who's kind of evil. Like he's a bad guy. Like Oswald's a bad guy. He's not, he's not good, mm-hmm. but the umbrella man's purely, he's pure evil. Mm-hmm. Like he's like doing things that are really, really bad, even worse. And the penguin like is, has like that whole like juxtaposition of like, this guy is bad is evil. This guy is, is somewhat bad which is your, you know, lesser of the two evils and you have a rooting interest now because mm-hmm. you also can sympathize with being an outsider, right? I mean, most people for the most part can sympathize with that. And Ridley does a great job of orchestrating all of this into the story while never losing the fact that he's a bad guy and he's evil. When, and that's what jo- that's the whole role of Batman's uh, character being in this comic is the whole reason he's in the comic in the first place. So, Man, what did you just say that I was going to comment on specifically? Sorry. So there's is he is a bad guy, but it's almost like as Batman fans, it's like he's our bad guy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You Good want point, yeah. him to just take down this Umbrella Man, like you want him to win. And I love how badass it is, where basically he even tells Umbrella Man, "Well, I'm coming for you. I'm coming to take back what's mine." Bye. And then, and then he does, and he does. But then it shows more character, which I think is a great sequence of events of Umbrella. Like when he does go to confront him, he gets bitch slapped. Yeah. And then it is twelve panels of him just getting like pounded. Yes. Like in the face, mm-hmm. and you Ugh. you start off wide, and then you just zoom in each like closer and closer with each panel, and you just see that great. it's bloody and everything. And Umbrella Man stands up and everything. And then he's shocked because penguins up and then you get that full, which I couldn't help but read it. I am an animal like from Batman returns. But you see that and it's like, Oh damn, look at him. He looks great. He looks like he's got a a T 1000 eyeball. And then you see the leap and then, you know, the, like the payoff shot, which also great. And how it's orchestrated of like, you don't see any of this until towards the end. It's like, you're building up to this. 
mm-hmm. animal mm-hmm. moment where he just rips the dude's neck out with his teeth. And this Puts is those razor blade teeth to you to yeah. And this is what I was going to say was, you know, when you the, the you can depict him as like the like you go over the top, right? Like this is what sure. I'm saying. Yeah. You can depict him being over the top, but you have to pick your moments. And Ridley knew exactly how to build this up the right way because he was been told he was an animal the whole time. And they brought out this instinct or not instinct, but this, this dark side of this of this person. And now, like, now you can um, emphasize, like, I am an animal because he's all mutated or whatever. He's, he's deformed. And that's the kind of the crazy thing about it is that, you know, you could you could play it as a straight gangster like you do in the Batman. And that's fine. Yeah. But mm-hmm. here it gives it a gravitas and you also keep it in the continuity. But you're not going over the top. And when you do go, over you the could top, fit this in it. any at any at any part, which is what's great. And it's also mm-hmm. like highly commendable that a writer can come in and do that with a character story that this isn't so like shackled to anything in the character's history and it can totally fit anywhere and it's true to the character. So that's like, Oh my gosh, you can do that. Yeah. Give me those stories all day, every day. And Um, and the the layouts by really quick by that, that 12 mm -hmm. page is it's like, this is what I think Giuseppe Camicoli is so good. He's such, he's such a great cartoonist in in Mm -hmm. general. But his storytelling is so precise, and but he also can do things that are interesting and like like the twelve panel grid here of like just punching and punching and punching him. It's like, it's it feels cinematic, and mm-hmm. I love that when when storytellers and and artists can tap into that, you know. So, just a, he's just an underrated talent. He's a he's just a, such a great artist. Mm-hmm. Um, bringing the Dark Knight himself into this, we do. Mm-hmm. I do first of all, I like the couple of times that you see when penguins on the streets and he looks up in the sky and there's, you see the Batwing a couple of times and you, you go inside of the Batwing and you hear Batman listening to the, um, all the scanners and all the crime that's happened again, setting the table, Ridley setting the table of how things are right now. Um, and so you see Batman's up, he checks in with, uh, commissioner Montoya. Yeah. Modern continuity, right? mm -hmm, You hear all this, about how bad it is and then you get the confrontation between penguin and batman the first confrontation which i love but i have a question for you because these one bad day also has great uh questionable moments so batman drops out of the batwing to stop penguin and um penguin elliot lily and then frida and her two gals and basically has a conversation with Penguin and Penguin brings about of basically how bad things are because Umbrella Man's in charge. And he's like, things yeah. aren't this bad when I'm in charge. You need mm-hmm. to let me do my thing to get in charge and to take things back to how they were. And Batman basically okays it. And I think that's interesting because they're at the time of this recording, uh, Batman, Catwoman, Gotham War is going on. And that is yeah. that's like a that's like a premise of that of Catwoman's I, I read say, issue too. Mm-hmm. Lesser crime is possibly doing good, and Batman's like, I'm not going to approve any crime. That's not what I stand for. So that I think is also present here that he makes a deal with Penguin to let Penguin take care of things. That's the deal. And then t- and he's like, today, tomorrow, I'm coming after you. And it's like I, there's something. It doesn't bother me, like to where I'm not going to sleep or something like that. It's a little questionable to me. Cause I'm like, man, I don't know that Batman would be 
okay to let you, all right, just do your thing, but I'll be back. It's a good, that's hmm. a good point of, of, it's a of talking point. In, no, it's a good point to talk about how that, that questionable uh, thing. Cause like that, cause like obviously one more, uh, I keep calling it one more bad day, but killing joke, the killing joke, like mm -hmm. ends on that very ambiguous uh, mm -hmm. ending. Like does Batman kill Joker or not kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And I think with, I, I like the idea of kind of challenging Batman's character a little bit, like, or not cha yeah, challenging and questioning it, questioning it a little bit. I will say that there is, because at this point, what have they done? Mm -hmm. Like that he can, like he can bust him for. That's the other thing. Exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, Penguin like, shot a dude in the head that was also trying to that. shoot him, and he was a, yeah. exactly. Um, well, apparently Montoya is not a good commissioner either because Batman had to inform her of a body that was pulled from the river, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> it's well, like, I mean, well, she can't hey, know commissioner, everything. She's know the GCPD commissioner. I'm just saying, she should know that GCPD is pulling bodies out of the river. I'm just yeah. saying. Well, I mean, like but, he does anyways. say, because, yeah, but I I do think that what he probably realizes too is that he wanted to you know he wanted to see if he one probably if he could fight him and then two if you know if he if they if they try to st stop him and i think the way the way he's saying and the way the, the, the batman knows what's going on because here's the thing like people are dying regardless people are gonna die mm -hmm. and he's probably like well you know, you've got, you know, you haven't done anything tonight. I can't bust you for necessarily. Like, I think that's, that's my thinking is like, I can't bust you right now. Yeah. But in, but like you have tonight and after that I'm getting tonight, you. Tonight. Like, I, I, it just, it, it works for me. I mean, cause, cause think about sure. this too. What time is it? Like he has a couple hours. He has a couple hours. I mean, it's like, what's Batman like? You know, what's Started he, at nighttime and basically ends at nighttime and it, all this yeah. happens. It, it's like he time. doesn't have like anyone <laughs> doesn't have much time so it's like it's like he i think he knows that if he's i think he knows if, if whether or not people those criminals are going to kill each other mm -hmm. regardless right so uh yeah so some great dialogue um a couple moments mm -hmm. that really tickled my fancy uh i mean what was a one thing okay so first off when penguins in his meeting with frank and Frank says, how are you taking down Umbrella Man, your little gun with three bullets? Penguin said, I used to only have a gun with one bullet, so I would say I'm yes. making progress. Oh, my yes. gosh. It's fantastic. Oh, it's so great. Good. I love that. So um, Elliot's profound, as he said, that was very profound, Elliot, because this is after Umbrella Man his, takes out Frida's posse. Mm-hmm. So they're going to march on this. Oh, after the Batman confrontation. So they're going to go to Umbrella Man's hideout. And Elias says, well, we're probably going to die, but everybody dies eventually. So if you look at it that way, all we're doing, we're just getting the inevitable out of the way a little early. I like, know. I don't know. That's something about that's just like, good for you, Elliot. Yeah, that's, uh, that's an optimistic view for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And then when he has his first... When he shows what he can do, when he goes gets a little unhinged, and when they leave, Lily even in like in that he yells, you know, leave me alone, Timmy Quinn. And that yeah. I love the reaction of the bad guys when he does that too, and how everybody then he scares the hell out of them, and they're like, oh damn. Um, mm -hmm. And Lily says, "Who's Timmy Quinn?" 
And yeah. Penguin says, we all have our we Timmy Quinns. Yeah. Only it would seem Elliot's Timmy Quinn is actually named Timmy Quinn. And Penguin's Timmy Quinn is Stephen Vanderish, which mm-hmm. he names at the end. Has no name other than just like, that's something that if you can think about of like the deeper meaning of what Ridley's getting at with all this, it's kind of like, oh, that's like, not poetic, but it's like written like that's cool like you know what i mean like that's an interesting it's cool like oh well done well it's profound because the the book is based upon people underestimating outsiders Mm -hmm. and being an outsider and being rejected by everybody and that you have a chip on your shoulder and that those chips on your shoulder motivate you to be better than what you are. So there's, there is the Timmy Quinns and the Steven Vanders, Vanders Fisher, whatever his name is. Um, those people in our lives, you know, they, they both are, they, they are horrible, but they're also can be motivating. And, you know, which again, it's, in the context of the story, it's, it's for bad guys, but at the same time, there is something very interesting because I think that's why that's the best thing about when you can with any character, whether it be good or bad. That's why like, the Sopranos is so good. That's why Breaking Bad is so good and Better Call Saul. There's when you can relate and have relatability with your your protagonist, whether they're good or bad, you know, mm-hmm. in the story, you know, in in essence. Um, that's the thing that that really does. He this whole thing is based upon be and the outsider approach, or the outsider themselves. And working their way back into where they where their desires are, mm-hmm. and using your motivation, and never and never letting other people try to defer deter you because you are different. And again, it's a lot darker, and I'm not really in mm-hmm. the most best light. But 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 he builds that up through t- through the whole comic, and it's so well done that he. And again, I love the idea that the one of the biggest things that the attributes that the penguin has is that fact that he can identify with all the outsiders. Cause that's the thing that this book takes upon that I think that they don't, that maybe is, is not purposeful, but I, I took it as Ryan mm-hmm. was that there are more outsiders in this world than people realize. Mm-hmm. And penguin is able to tap into that way more. Not like the crazies, like the Joker goes into or whatever. No, no. He taps in and knows how to get to the people's core because he's been there himself. There's a relatability with him. And that's what makes the penguin so different than all the other villains is that that he, he kind of you know all the villains in, incorporate some attribute of batman himself or bruce wayne right well mm-hmm. the penguin is the outsiderness of bruce wayne personified on the outside so there's lots of great like analogies and a great um themes in this book while also being just a really well tell well told story about you know basically the origin and the characterization of penguin Mm-hmm. I need to read Pain and Prejudice again so then I could be like, hey, Paul, I'm going to make a defining statement here. Which one's best? I, I think uh, you should just say it and then you should just like read it and then read it for the book club for yourself and be like, hey, guys, this is yeah. the best still. This is the best. Uh, let me ask you a couple questions before we scoot on out of here, Paul. Yes, you've got a question? Let's do it. Question Let's do it. one. What was your favorite one. part of this story? <sighs> okay, favorite part? Mm-hmm. Is going to be when the Umbrella Man uh, yeah. pounds the crap out of him, and then he says, "There's right about you're right about one thing. I am an animal." And again, that that to me is just it's so well done. I think mm-hmm. it's so well earned. 
and the way the buildup is perfect from like the way that Ridley uh, wrote it, the way that Ke- uh, Giuseppe Camicoli drew it and storyboarded it. And then this layout of that. And again, and again, you could, to me, if you go back to that page, I don't know what page it is. It doesn't tell me page numbers. God damn it. But the page where he says, I'm an animal, mm-hmm. you could make that a lot more like bigger, but they don't. They really because there's it's four panels and it's it, it's just the, it, and it's the anchor obviously it makes it needs to be the anchor, but it's the buildup of the umbrella man being on top to turning his back to like O S H like mm-hmm. all three panels, and then you have Y he's a, he's a, he's feeling O S H, you see like the T one thousand eyeball which again beautiful touch mm-hmm. beautiful touch because I was not in, anticipating that. And that whole like em- it's emphasizing the animal a- a- attribute of the penguin with this. Oh God, it's it's maybe it's this. Pa- you right. guys can't see it, but this is probably the best panel I've ever seen. The penguin. I, I, I put that up against anything. Hey now, hey now. All right, there you go. You heard it. There you go. Hot take. Uh, my favorite part is his discussion with Lily at the diner. Mm. It's a very interesting uh, small scene, and it says a lot about very this scene. penguin. And then like you, like I don't know what he does the rest of the way and I, I it starts i don't know it starts that journey for him in this issue and i don't know i think it's a, i think it's a good scene and yeah, the first one that he recruits back onto his side how about yeah, a favorite panel well it's 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 not going to be the animal one okay um it's i think it's a fantastic but <clears throat> mine and I do know the page number because I, I I think I, I I texted it to you the other day and it, mm. it tells me the page numbers at the top. Mm. Uh, it is going to be page. It's going to be page fourteen, bottom panel. Similar, if you look at it, it's three panels and then a uh, the fourth panel is like the anchor of the of the page, which is going to be Batman flying down from the Batwing over top a bunch of bad guys, yeah. and the okay so the. Uh, does a prestige format have the black and white like uh, line art in the back? No. Okay. So that's so part of your does. why you're buying the hardcover. That's your bonus. That's that. And listen, that's not going to entice a lot of people or convince a lot of people to buy their their book. But I'm going to tell you this right now: the colored version. When I read this, when I read this here, uh-huh. this thing is just goddamn it's cool, right? But then when I I sent you the picture, you did of the black, black and white. And white. The line art is just just almost as, as it's almost better. Sounds it's like almost your better. sounds like this is your favorite panel. This is my favorite panel. It is gorgeous. Camicoli. He should be he should be drawing Batman. I know he's doing like his own creator. Own he did draw Batman. Funny. Batman showed up in this. God damn it! Shut up. You know well, what I'm saying. That's also my favorite panel though. Is when it's Penguin meets Batman. No dialogue. Ah, face to face. Um, shows a panel. Big scary Batman, little itty bitty penguin, and he yeah. does not give a shit how big Batman is. He's not afraid of him, it. and no. it's kind of like that's cool. That's good. I don't know. It's good. Measure no, up. I, I'm just saying, Chemical should be drawing Batman on a regular basis, or okay. monthly title. That's all I'm saying. All right. I mean, I wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> uh, how about? Would you like to see this adapted in animation? No. No. Okay. Repeating theme here. From Paul, yeah, uh, I'd like to see it. Give it the time. I feel like this. I feel like this story is. There's little moments of that in Penguin in the animated series. 
um, moments this, but not like this much kind of one sided of like Penguin is a good guy. I forget which episode. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know if it's birds, birds of a feather where you think he is reformed and then it's him yeah. trying to reform. And it, it is the upper class that kind of stick it to him and basically push him back into being a villain. Um, I forget what Batman's great line is. He has a great line of almost like. Who they're, it wasn't like who the real villain is, but it's it's a total knock at like regular citizens that treated him like crap. Um, right. But anyways, I don't know. I think it could be done. It could be done really well. Um, give sure it the, really the time and the dialogue and the space. But Paul doesn't like uh, adaptations, so it's fine. Um, animation ones anyway. Animation, animation ones. All right. Uh, final thoughts on this, and then we'll skedaddle. All right. Um, I think this is a, a another borderline masterpiece uh, mm. of a Batman story. And um, again, like this, this one bad day series is the best way for get to get people in the comics. If you or to get people more educated about uh, Batman, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think that's the, the best thing about this, this series so far is that people who want to know about the comics or know about the characters without having to read like 800 comic books or read a you know, Wikipedia article or watch a stupid YouTube video explaining everything that, that they could just read it. These are the these are these are for you. Go get them. That works. Uh, this at the time could be uh, the best Penguin story. I have to wait for confirmation. <laughs> okay. Um, but this story, I think it's excellent. Uh, yeah. Written perfectly, drawn perfectly. Um, great characterization of Penguin. Um, and then I think something that like we touched on too is. It can it is to, it can totally be canon. It can fit into anything that you want yep. it to. Um, doesn't disregard any other facts or anything like that either. It's just uh, it's a great story. Great, uh, great job, well done. So, um, let's put a bow on this one, okay? Let's do it. Let's call it. So, uh, Paul, thanks for coming back. Why don't you stick around and let's do let's do a part four. Let's do the next one, which will be the Mister Freeze okay. one that day. So there you go, people. There's your homework. Read it fast. Why don't you plug away, Paul? Go follow me on Twitter at Herman22 with two N's, a.k.a. P-Thug. But also, please, 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 please please go to the Comic Binge and uh, YouTube channel. Go uh, subscribe and go watch a bunch of videos and like them and comment and say how awesome Chris Cloud, the Reverend, is. And uh, you guys can tell me I suck. I don't care. But as long as you watch and you comment (laughs) about how great Chris is, that's all I care about. The professor. Um, It's his classroom. We're all just students. Uh, as for me, you know where to find the Batman Book Club, Twitter and Instagram at the Batman BC. Latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, which, as we know, is going to be the next part of One Bad Day. So, One Bad Month. Sorry, the next One Bad Day book. Um, make sure to subscribe to YouTube, Batman Book Club. Rate and review the show if you would be, ever be so kind. Um, wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google Play, iHeartRadio, because the more reviews the show gets, the more it helps spread the word. And as Paul Herman knows, the word is panic. So for P-Thug, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, we're not panic, Alex. Hey!